Good beans, brother. What's going on? What's up, bros? What's up, bros? How do you say? I'm easy. How are you? Good, good, good. Yeah. Welcome here. This is our um, Bros Gone Bible podcast. Bros Gone Bible. What the name, what? bro? <laughs> <laughs> Episode one. Um, big debate on... Uh, well, not really a big debate. I think no. we came across the, the name pretty, pretty easy and what we want to do. And uh, yeah. we have a vision for this podcast and we're excited to share with you guys. Well, actually, and thank you for Girls Gone Bible, right? Yeah, thanks for Girls Gone Bible. <laughs> that, that makes made our lives easy. <laughs> yeah, that made our lives pretty easy. So how we initially got across the name of this podcast, uh, there's this other podcast, Girls Gone Bible. Uh, hopefully in the future they see this one day. And then if it's in God's will, we can do a little collaboration. We can do a Girls Gone Bible Collaborated with guys gone by bros gone bros gone Bible. Is it should mix it right? BGB and GGB. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. Why don't you tell them what they do and like what they're all about? Yeah, it's it's, it's very cool what they do. Uh, we just came across them like this week actually yeah. randomly. Yeah. Uh, Eddie was 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 seeing Instagram, sent me a video, and then it's actually pretty cool what they are doing. It's just like two friends. Yeah. I thought at first that they were sisters, sisters but uh, yeah, everybody thinks that, uh, but they just sit, uh, I think they started like seven months ago and just, they just get together and talk about God and their walk, yeah. uh, their walk with the Lord and how we has changed their lives. And then man, thinking about our lives, uh, we thought, wow, like, why not? <laughs> why not sort of a guy's gone by? Yeah. Because that's what we did. And, or bro's gone by. Because they're by. like the, the female version. And we thought, you know, well, if they want to be the leadership figure in the female world for, um, for Jesus, why can't we be the, the figure in the gospel world for, for males, you for know, the guys, for yeah. the guys? And yeah. uh, we're not perfect at all in no. any sense. That's why... Um, but I think that's that's part of this beautiful journey too, is that we get to showcase our lives and and talk about our lives with you guys and share it um, with the public. Yeah. With the internet. And it was it was fun because we are really struggling to figure out what podcast should we make. Yeah. And we were asking questions to each other and just trying to figure out, bro, if you could be good one thing, one thing. and what is the area that because both of us we we really love <laughs> the same things and it's a kind of very diverse. Diverse. So to have that focus. Uh, but then I think that's gonna come as like a, a globe. Like yeah. it's gonna No definitely. Hopefully, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be nice. Um well and I guess this this first one we can talk a little bit about how we, we met each other <laughs> randomly. Randomly met each other. So for those of you who don't know, my name is Eddie. I'm Eddie van Veik. Let's just introduce ourselves. Very first. important, yeah, yeah. Eddie van Veik, originally from South Africa, currently studying in the US. I'm 22 years old and uh, I'm a passionate guy about track and field, health, fitness industry and obviously Jesus. That's why we're here. Um, so yeah, that's just a brief summary of who I am. Yeah, so um, uh, I am Miguel Reis, or for you guys, Reis. <laughs> uh, I won't give you my full name yet. Maybe <laughs> in some other podcast, <laughs> we, uh, we, we released that. But I'm, I'm from Brazil. Uh, I have been in the U.S. now for six years. Uh, I was blessed with a scholarship first to come to play soccer in Tennessee. And I ended up transferring to Kentucky, University of the Cumberlands. 
um, and I ended up running track as well. And track ended up being one of my passions nowadays. Uh, I got my undergrad, I got my master, and now I work for the church. Uh, I work for Emmanuel Baptist Church. I, I'm a system minister. Uh, we Our focus is in college students. And man, I love that job. Yeah. Uh, and I think love Jesus as well. Uh, I, I came to know the Lord when I was back home. And we're going to tell you guys more yeah. uh, during this first episode. And, and then after that, I moved here and was when really my relationship with Jesus took off. And, and I ended up studying Christian studies and graduate, graduating with that. Uh, all my career plans were changed. It was uh, when I, I, I saw that I really want to work with the church. Yeah. And, and so I'm really excited to be talking about that through this podcast. That's and, crazy. And, yeah, as we go. That's good. What the yeah. introduction guy story, bro. <laughs> Yeah and, yeah, and with my passion track, I ended up running track, and one day, I'm walking an indoor meet, yeah. and I see this guy yeah. warming up like a pro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I swear, like, I'm a soccer player, so I would warm up, like, very weird. I, I could barely get the, the drills and do the stuff, and I see this guy, like, man, who is this guy, like... <laughs> And I need to talk to him. So yeah, I walked to this guy. Say, what's up, bro? You new here, yeah? Never saw you around. And because I did, I do pay attention in and, people. And this stage, we're still at two different schools, right? Yeah. So I, I would be running against him, not mm -hmm. with him, the same school, right? Yeah, school. By the way, that is our biggest rival. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> in the track, we'll get to it. Yeah, and then I come and and yeah, what's up, bro? What's your name? And say, yeah, my name is uh, Edwin Fanik. <laughs> no, I don't think he says his, his full name yet. <laughs> but long story short, yeah, we end up having a quick chat, and and I end up getting, uh, we end up exchanging numbers just to to be in touch. Yeah, yeah. What well, what do you think was was how it works? Yeah, we uh we got in touch after that. We didn't really stay in touch a no, lot because kind of um, yeah, it was very very casual. Yeah. It was not really formal yeah. at all because at this stage, like. I'm at, I'm new in the US. You how long have you been at Cumberland's at that stage? At that two years. Two years, so and you started running track? Um, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah before that. So it's still very, very casual. We uh we we they kept in contact a bit, followed each other on Instagram and yeah. mainly stayed in contact around that time. Um ran against each other in a couple of races and that's pretty much where it ended and um our relationship really kicked off after I transferred from uh, my previous school to Cumberland's and uh, after I met Miguel and after we really went on, you know, really becoming close friends, training together, uh, speaking in-depth chats about God and, you know, religion and about today's world. You, I mean, we all, we all know that quote that says like finds like, you know, mm. and uh, we actually found each other on this, this path of life where we have so much in common and so much similarities that we're basically best friends now hanging around every day. Uh, I wash his back, he washes mine and we cover each other wherever we go, you know, and since I've been here, it's actually been a great journey. We're um, on this journey of life together and trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting to see just how God works through every, all of that because, like, I I came to play soccer and end up running track very randomly. I had to pay the school, and um, uh, some people thought I was fast, and I ended up running track. And then was actually 
I was supposed to be gone okay. uh, before you transfer, like because it was my senior year and I would be graduating and yeah. like had nothing to do with track anymore. But then it was when like uh, I ended up running a very good time on the yeah. 400. But I'll go ahead have to tell that story. That story the rest of my life because <laughs> I think it's going to be very rare to have it again. But uh, for the runners out there, 400 meter runners. I ended up splitting a 44.5 on the relays. And thankfully to that, I see, like, bro, I, I think God got that race to make that happen. To let you stay here. To let me stay involved with track. Because had not, have that not happened, you I would have been. stopped it. Yeah. Because, like, there was, I, I knew, like, it was my last race, uh, my senior year. And I thought, like, man, just, like, after that, I'm done. Yeah. There's nationals. I had qualified for nationals. And, but I knew it was my last uh, race for the college before yeah. Nationals. And you thought, go all out. Yeah, that's it. I say, well, I'm very thankful for everything that track gave me and opportunities and people. Yeah. But I know that's it. And then, like, after the Nationals, we are done and there's nothing to do anymore. Okay. I never thought I would, like, try to run because why? Like, I was good for, like, our conference and stuff, but I was average, like, if you compare. And then I, I get into the track and I remember the... Coach Marshall look at me and say, Miguel, you are the first one. You are you are the first leg. So you got to lead. You got to okay. set gotta up the pace. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I said, okay, I'll get in the blocks and then boom, get out. I was lane seven. It, uh, so it's a bad lane too. For those of you that don't know track, like you would want to run in a 400. Where would you say is like ideal lane? Like good. So yeah. you can chase people on the outside probably like a five or six five or so six, you can okay. at least have a guide okay cool yeah and, and then um yeah i got out and since i was almost on the straight just got out and kept the pace and then i got in the curve in the back uh, in the back curve yeah i don't see anyone coming close to me and i say wow that's weird because that's when everybody should come inside and yeah. pass me <laughs> and i say okay just keep going keep going i get on the back straight to say i feel great just keep going keep, keep going. going i give the baton to the next guy and i get out of the track and people from other colleges i remember george going pontillo crazy. from cameron come running to me miguel did you see what you do i said yeah. what did i do yeah and he said you split the 44 and i said bro there is like and no I, I, I didn't know that was a very good time so I had to Google it. <laughs> and I said, bro, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, 44 is, is quite fast. But then yeah, after that's, that... That's fast. Uh, I thought like, okay, uh, what are the odds I can do that again? Yeah. So maybe I can try at least keep training and see. And that's why I end up doing another year of track. Yeah. And that's when I end up saying, Eddie, what if you transfer schools? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Randomly. And, and that's one of the biggest things that's still motivating you going today. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I, I saw like God used that opportunity for so many things. Like thankfully uh, today we have two more Brazilians in, in the track because yeah. once I kept going, I got contact with the, the head coach and, and we became very good friends. Um, and then I was part of the team again and I had, uh, I was helping as a volunteer and trying to give more opportunities for people. Yeah. And, and so when I look back, I say, man, like, I, I, I really hope God helped me to do that time again. Yeah. It would be fun to do the Brazilian tryouts, but, but if nothing, like just this extra year was amazing. Thankfully to that, we, we are here today. Yeah, you know? we're here it's crazy. That, God opened <laughs> other opportunities, you know, like. With the school, you're, he's also assistant coach at the track. Mm -hmm. uh, you're plugged in with the church. You're working for the church, you know. So 
there's so much that that has opened and it's crazy to see like you mentioned how how god works you know in in that aspect of things yeah just to give you guys a brief uh throwback and a look of what my life is like uh, i came to the u.s at the age of 20 i was uh covid here in 2020 i took a gap year back home so i finished high school in south africa in 2019 and i had to take a gap year since covid hit so i, I didn't know really what to do with my life really all my friends went to go study um, my parents divorced at a, at a, at in my early teenage years and since then we've been struggling quite a bit financially right mm. and uh, I, I didn't think you know like do we have the money to go study i don't really have that um i don't really know what i want to go study what am i doing mm. so i decided to take a gap year you know and praise the lord COVID hit everyone all the universities get shut down everything gets shut down there's a lockdown right south africa was in a 28 day to a month lockdown right whole year is messed up because of covid the whole world shut down um so we get into a lockdown and i was like okay well seems like i'm gonna have to spend some time alone now i'm gonna have to learn to you know figure life out now because mm -hmm. now you know you're presented with this opportunity and now you got to keep on running so i uh, decided you know what i'm gonna see how i can strengthen my relationship with god because i never really knew jesus on a personal level and i really got into that deeper in COVID time period but nevertheless uh skip forward a year a year later i end up in the u.s i end up on a scholarship very very blessed opportunity to be able to study here uh to be able to run track too which is one of my biggest passions and it's currently going on uh two and a half years going on three years being in the united mm -hmm. states being blessed to be able to have studied here <coughs> i'm injury free i'm healthy I'm running track and uh, yeah, hopefully, potentially, if it's God's plan and will for my life that I can continue here and uh, maybe start a life here, start a career here and see yeah. what the Lord can do. Yeah, bro, you, you mentioned like uh, that you, you didn't know Jesus in, in a, a personal level, let's say, right? Uh, so how, well, let's say, let's start from the beginning. Like when did you come to know Jesus, like to realize who he was and what he has done yeah, for you? That's a good question. I would say I was 16 years old when I think I fully gave my life to God, mm. where <clears throat> I really realized what Jesus has done for me. Okay. How God has sent his son to come die on the cross for our sins and that he resurrected three days later. Um, I was in a church. Uh, going with some friends back home and this pastor had a great service and he preached the message of salvation mm -hmm. and uh, you know I grew up in a Christian household all this type of stuff but as like any other household if you get forced to go to church you rebel against it mm. so like I didn't want to go to church you know my parents had to drag me out of bed on Sunday mornings and you know put on some nice clothes and I used to fall asleep in church always whatever <laughs> 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 You know, Especially if, as a kid, bro. If, if you're a kid and you haven't fallen asleep in church, and you lying to yourself. Or a freshman college. I'll, 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 I'll give you guys that. But um, so I was rebelled against it. And eventually, as my parents end up going through that divorce stage, just like mm, I said earlier, um, I, I realized by myself, you know what? I'm going to have to build a relationship with Jesus by myself. Because mm. um, since my parents are separated now, uh, my mom isn't going to church. My, dad's, my dad isn't going to church, you know, because when difficulty in life hits, 
you you start doing stuff like that because mm. you're mad at God and you have answers. You you need you have questions for God and you want answers and yeah. all this type of stuff, you know. But I would really say to come back to your question, when I was around 16 years old, a pastor preached a very very good message in a church. Mm. Can't remember the exact date. But I can tell you, I was 16 years old. I was sitting in my seat and he was calling us out and I didn't go out. That's one of the things I regret in my life till this day. But I was sitting in my seat crying. That would be the first day that I cried in a church. Mm. And I felt by myself, Jesus is pulling on my heart. And I realized that I was dirty. Mm. I was sinful. Mm. And I was, I was not worth anything. Yeah. Um, like all of us are just mm-hmm. sinful nature, you know. And that's when I really realized that, listen... I need a savior. Yeah. And that's the day I would say I, 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 I really accepted Jesus and accepted what he did for me. Yeah. And I really invited him into my life to, to come take full control. Mm. So, so yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that's very cool that like, and you mentioned something I think that is crucial for us to realize, uh, <clears throat> but because like, as I hear you, uh, it seems for me like you said, Oh, when I really, um, that was when I really learn Jesus, like when I really realize who Jesus is. So the really in your phrase makes it seems that like beforehand you are trying something else. Yeah. Maybe you had an idea about <clears throat> Jesus, yeah. but you did not know that's true, bro. who yeah. he was. And then you also say like, then I realized how dirty I was. Mm. I think that's the key point there. Yeah. Because until we realize our, our sin, yeah. we cannot repent. That's true. And then that's why we end up trying to know Jesus or have an idea of Jesus. Yeah. And then maybe we try the, the, like the habits, you know, the disciplines, like going to church yeah, yeah, yeah. and trying to be a good person, yeah. but we don't know how sinful we are, well, how we, dirty we are. We try to save ourselves by, exactly. by, by actions, you yeah. know, and that, that's never going to work. You can never, um, save yourself by doing good, by yeah. doing certain actions. Um, the ultimate action was the, the ultimate sacrifice that was paid on the cross. Yeah, and that was that's Jesus. It. And that's what I only re- I end up realizing, you know, as I grew in my faith and yeah. as I as I progressed in my faith. So um, yeah, I end up eventually getting saved when I was 16, or uh, salvation, you you could say when I was 16, and then at the age of 19, 19, I got baptized. You got baptized. Yeah. So, so it took it was you a minute. Only, yeah. It took me a minute, you know. Yeah. And I would say th- I would I would say going back then, reflecting on that journey, you know, from when I was sixteen to nineteen. Yeah. What was needed in that time period was there was no <laughs> there was no discipleship. Mm. I was never I was never uh, someone never guided me, never took yeah. my hand and told me, you know, wow. this is how this process works, you know. You invite Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you um you know, you repent from your ways and as going forward you want to make a public declaration of faith, showing people that you're now gonna walk yeah. walk the narrow road and uh, choose to do good. Not that action saves you, like we said, but uh try to remain away from sin yeah. and um get baptized. And yeah. that, that was never never no, no one ever told me that. Wow, and, and that's that's something we're gonna be covering eventually, like discipleship, <clears throat> yeah. baptism, like the importance of those things oh, yeah. in, in the believer's life. Uh, yeah, but I think that's crucial, like realizing how sinful we are. So then we can repent because it's repent and believe. Yeah, uh, and that's a that's a kind of where uh, I'm gonna take off as well, like growing up. And I love however uh, most of the people testimonies will start like that. I yeah. grew up in a Christian Christian household. But <laughs> but some things happen. Uh, and then again, that's another topic we can co- cover, like uh, so the importance much. of, of 
uh, biblical worldview in yeah. the the chi child child's life. Uh, yeah. yeah, child's life. Yeah, but I, I grew up in that Christian family, um, but uh, I never understood the gospel. Okay, uh, crazy. Like uh, when I think back. I cannot recall a moment that like I, I I was listening about Jesus and like okay I'm realizing that and, and it's, of course it's a work of God in our lives yeah. as well to open our eyes. So it was not until later in my life. Like if you um, say later in your life, what age are we talking? Was about I think 22. 22. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's how old I am right now. <laughs> yeah, 22. Bro, that's not crazy. <laughs> okay, continue. Let me hear. Yeah, well, it, it's interesting because before that, you know, like when I when I went off to college, uh, I kept going to the church. Yeah, and it's interesting enough. Anytime I was at the church, I would cry. Okay, and like feel conviction in my heart. Okay, so it, it, it's questionable. Like, okay, what was going on at that point? You know, yeah. like it seems to me that there was some work of the Holy Spirit in my yeah. heart. And and then it's funny because I have my cousin, my my cousin's husband, which is my cousin now. Uh, what do you say, step cousin? I, no I don't idea, know. Man. And, and uh, he he was not a believer when he went to college, and he had no clue about Christianity. But he would come to church with me, yeah. and we would leave the church crying as kids, bro. And would both, both, yeah. And we would get into the car, and we would not look to each other because <laughs> both growing men like crying and like running, let's run. And he's gonna laugh when he sees that, but it's so true. And then we would cry. And then even like, and <laughs> when I would go back home to see my family and go to church with my parents or yeah. like my dad or my mom, I would cry and could not figure out what was going on. But then one day I was watching, a, I was I started reading a book that is called The Power of the Action. The Power of the Action. The action. Yeah, okay. action. How to change your life with seven uh, self responsibility acts. And I started doing that, and then my aunt, my aunt sent me a video of a preacher, yeah. and he was preaching everything that I was doing because of the book, but okay. from the Bible. Okay. And then I thought, man, I should read the Bible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I pick up one of my mom's Bible, the New Testament, and I start reading through the book of John, I think. Uh, maybe I tried to pull off Matthew, but then I saw the names and maybe I changed it. <laughs> but I can't recall which one, but it was one of the New Testament, one of the Gospels. And then click. Yeah. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. All that years going to church, you understood. Yeah. By just reading the Bible. Yeah. Okay. And, and like I said, man, that's what Jesus did. Yeah. And, and like, if I call myself a Christian. I should be living this. Yeah. I should yeah. believe it. And I look back to all the years that people would ask me, oh, what, what are I believe? They say, in Brazil, we say evangelical. I'm evangelical Christian. And I think, man, I was bringing blame to their names because, like, my life was not even... It's not like... like yeah, not to say that we, we have... Well, you know, once you become a Christian, once you realize uh, that you're a savior, uh, you you be the, the perfect man. No. Yeah. But, but, like, I say, wow. And then I say, okay, now, like, where do I go from okay, there? Yeah. And I kept reading the Bible and was, like, I would drive because when I was home, like, I would be the driver for my family. So I would bring the Bible with me. I would sit in the car while I waited for them and reading the Bible and digging. And then everything was making sense, man. And yeah. then I started changing things on my life. Uh, yeah, so and that's another thing we're going to talk about is justification, sanctification. Oh, yeah. And the Lord started to sanctify yeah. my heart. Okay. And the Lord started to open my eyes to the scene. Okay. And I still lacking a lot of discipleship. But luckily enough, after when that happened a year before I came here, 
when I came here, I, I got connected with a church. Okay. My first Sunday, uh, very thankful for Will Devers and, and, and Andrew Diddy, uh, Palm Springs Baptist Church, close to Lincoln Memorial. Okay. And Will started making discipleship with me. Bro, I could barely speak English. Yeah. And Will was like... That was the first time. First time. You got into the US. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Will picking me up every Sunday and I'm going to church and Will reaching out to me during the week and trying to disciple me. Yeah. And so I started growing my faith. And and, and then, yeah, the, the rest of history, thankfully, yeah. The so, Lord. so since we both have something in common when it comes to discipleship, mm. really, do, do you think... Do you think in, in, in other countries, right, there's a lack of some discipleship? Or mm. do you think it's like just in general? Because I think there's, there's, there's really a point, you know, where it's like you, you get to, you, you always go to church and you, uh, you get your people that go to church, but they're never really dedicated to Christ. Mm -hmm. they, they never get that, uh, what's the word, uh, that that fire for Christ inside yeah. of them, you know, to, to go out and to preach the gospel, to, to share the word or to live a godly lifestyle. You, you get your people that you, you, that would on, on Sundays, they would be in church and they would be praising and worshiping. And, but during the week and on Saturdays, like they're still in the clubs, they're still partying, they're still yeah. living, you know, this type of lifestyle that we should ob obtain from or stay yeah. away from, you know? So like, I don't know, bro. Like, is that a lack of discipleship? Yeah, bro, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. Like, if we look overall, and, and we can take track, for example. Okay. You know, let's say we just practice track on Monday, on Sunday. Yeah. And, and we don't learn about it. We don't try to apply the things we learn in our lives. Okay. And, and we don't talk to people about it. We don't have a coach. That's true. How much more difficult it is. And I do, to answer the question... I do think like there is a lot of church doing a great job. Yeah. Like I think uh, Emmanuel, uh, as I mentioned, my friends as well, like our goal is, is to disciple people. And that's the, the commandment of, that's a biblical commandment. Yeah. And, and like go and make disciples. Correct. And, but I think unfortunately many churches lack on that. Yeah. When, when I think back about my like connections growing up at the church, like we would have the, the Sunday school and, and some uh, events during the week. But I don't remember ever someone reaching out to me and say, hey, do you have time for a coffee? Yeah. Hey, let's meet in a group. Yeah. Let's do some discipleship. Mm. Because then if you think like, okay, you, you can have a one hour event on Wednesday and you can have church on Sunday, but then it, that you get four hours out of a week. Yeah. What that about you, all the you, other hours? That you dedicate to Christ. Yeah. Where, and then yeah. like four hours, bro. You, you, you still have so many so hours left that you're going to set up your mind in other things. If you don't have your personal time with Christ, yeah. like reading your Bible, praying mm. and, and studying on your own, yeah. like all your mind's going to go to all the other things in the world. Yeah, it's going to be corrupted. And, and then like the sanctification process would be much more difficult yeah. because you just spend a little time. So I do think like church can do a better job. There's a lot of churches out there that I believe that are doing an amazing job. But um, on my experience, um, most of the churches I, I have been part of, like, uh, I think could do a better job a on better that job. aspect. Yeah. And I think it's very important. That's good, yeah. bro. That's good. Um, <clears throat> I read a quote. I read a quote somewhere on Instagram this week. Um, and the quote said something <coughs> along, along the lines of, a diet is more than just what you eat. 
it's mm. what you consume on social media yeah it's what you listen to yeah it's what you the time you spend around who mm-hmm. you spend it it's the news you watch you know it's it's all this other type of stuff that yeah. you invest your time in and uh like it like any other diet then if we're talking about food diet if you're just gonna consume trash you're gonna end up becoming overweight, becoming unhealthy, a lifestyle we don't really want to live. Mm-hmm. But if we're gonna end up, you know, consuming the right things, um, and we're looking about like a Christly li- living a Christly lifestyle, we need to get that diet, uh, that time with Christ. You know, yeah. we need you. We need our prayer time. We need our time in the Word. We need our time with fellowship. We need our time at at church. Mm-hmm. You know, on 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 Sundays or time in in small groups on Wednesday. That's when we have small groups. You know, stuff like that. So. Yeah, definitely. That discipleship time is 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 crucial. Yeah. When it comes to, when it comes to walking a new journey in faith, bro. It's yeah, so important. You know what is funny uh, as well? Like our story is similar. Uh, part of my testimony is that like my parents get divo- got divorced. Okay. And that's a big thing. Like uh, my dad was was really into the church, and and then the, that ended up happening. So that was a big shock. Yeah. For the whole family and some family members uh, <clears throat> that got really affected by that as well. And then that can place a, a really, uh, has a lot of importance on your faith. Yeah. Because then, man, you're looking to your parents like that, that they are the, supposed to be the, the example. The example. Yeah. And then like you are growing up in church and something on that dimension happens to mm. you. So you can respond in two ways, right? Uh, and it's very difficult. Uh, and yeah but thankfully like um for me it was was when it did not affect the way i saw jesus yeah uh because like it is i i think they are two different things you know like although we portray jesus and and we are um his image like we are trying to to show his image on on here uh like i I was talking to, to a guy the other day and he was telling me no i i believe in god but i don't go to church because there are so many corruption in church and church doesn't do well, church doesn't do good. Which is a fair point. What I it mean, is, we I can mean, see in today's world. Unfortunately, but then like uh, th- this guy does a specific event. Okay. Then I told the guy, bro, you, you, you know, I coach track and, yeah. and I, I, don't, I don't like hurdlers. And, and he was like, and I said, bro, hurdlers, all lazy. Yeah. They, they come to practice late. They don't care about the workout. Yeah. They don't eat well. They don't sleep. And then all of a sudden, bro, he's done of No, no way, bro. I, I'm serious. I go to the track. I track. I, I practice hard. And I say, no, bro. All, all hurdlers. All of them are bad. None, none good. Yeah. And bro, he got really loud. Really in the defense. It was so fun. And I tell you, I say, you see, bro. Relax. Do you understand now? Yeah. There are churches. Yeah. Yes. But you cannot tell me that you don't go to church that, oh yeah, okay. because of that's one true. church. Yeah, that's true. And, and I and then like you know, it was funny. And then he he really like by the end of the drive he, you know, you made me realize it. something. Yes, and, and you made a good point. Yeah. And it was so funny. Even our friend that was in the back seat, yeah. <laughs> he started to argue that no, there is hurdles that work hard. <laughs> And I say, see, brother, unfortunately, there, there, there are churches mm. that or pastors or people that will not pro- live the life that they are supposed yeah. to live. Yeah. But there are so many churches that do. That try, and yeah. You are missing out so yeah. much to not yeah. like invest and, and learn also the purpose of like why we should go to the church. 
Uh, but yeah, what, what's funny and <laughs> um, that's true, bro. Yeah, that's um, yeah. It's definitely important to make sure we you know get involved in the right people with the right people and in the right groups and uh, surround yourself and in the right churches at the end of the mm. day if you want to get discipled. Moving away from that topic, let's just uh, make sure everyone knows that as we're addressing any topics and as we're going forward to address any topics and talk about any topics and all topics which we were going to cover in this podcast going forward, it's going to be very, very exciting. Uh, we're very, very um, enthusiastic mm. when it comes about, oh, you know, uh, Christ, the Lord, and uh, just um, talking about it for once. <laughs> we want to let you guys know we're imperfect ourselves. We're sinners ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, like Paul would say, a sinner is in love. We're sinners in love with God mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And um, we would love to hear feedback 24-7. Mm -hmm. We would love to hear your opinions on it. And um, yeah, we're really opening ourselves up for a lot of judgment. Yeah. And a lot of uh, opinions towards us, not only on social media and on the internet, uh, because in today's world, that's where a lot of negativity gets exchanged, but also, you know, in our uh, own public and private lives too. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we're putting ourselves out there and we're taking the step of, of faith to use our platform, which we've been blessed with, to proclaim the gospel and pro proclaim the good news of Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah, and if at any point, guys, we probably might say things that uh, are arguable or, uh, you know, yeah. uh, is open to discussion. And, and we are just sharing here uh, what we have been learning. Uh, but it's still a long way down the road to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we can be corrected. We, we, we can be admonished. You guys, can, uh, it's going to be a journey. And we, we are doing that together. Definitely. I guess. Um, so it, it just, um, so we... We can kind of head up to the end, but uh, in, in your testimony, since you came to know Jesus yeah. and are walking with him, if you could highlight like one part of that God has worked in your life, uh, could you think about anything? <clears throat> wow. That's a, that's, that's a loaded question. That <laughs> is a very loaded question. I think well, obviously God is good and he's good in so many aspects and his promises and his prayers always fulfill mm. at the end of the day. Um, I think just thinking about back or thinking about what happened today, one of our best friends got baptized today. Yeah. And um, that's one so thing that exciting. I've been praying about mm. for so long since I've met him about a year, two years ago. And that prayer only got fulfilled today. Mm. Um, and when he got baptized, I was in tears because of that, because mm. it's a prayer being fulfilled, yeah. you know. So yes. to be conscious about things, you really have to look back at your life and reflect on it. I think one of the greatest things that the Lord could have done was put me in the U.S. Mm. Um, a, a word that I received from from back home before I came to the U.S. is that it's going to be better than I could ever dream, mm. the U.S. And since I've stepped foot in the U.S., it's been every single time I think it can't get better than this. Mm. It can't get better than this. Yeah. It gets better than this. Yeah. Every single time. And, and God just keeps on topping it. Mm. Every time. The places he takes me. The races he takes me. Mm. The, the people I meet. The circles I surround myself with. The, the, the influence or the leadership I get exposed to. The growth I get exposed to. It's just better and better yeah. and better every time. And it's as if um, God is really, he's preparing me, you know, for my future, for whatever is to come. 
And as I'm walking this road, he's, he's providing for me. Mm. Um, that quote that says, wherever God guides, he'll provide. Mm. Where he's guiding me now, he's providing every step. Yeah. When there, there'll come a chance in, you know, in, in a month or wherever where I think, you know, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. How am I going to, you know, push through another month? And the provision is just there yeah. every single time. Whether it's, it's supernaturally there, whether it's there through other people, yeah. whether it's there through community. It's just there every single yeah. time, right? That's awesome, bro. And it is cool. But I, uh, if I could, uh, like, add it into your uh, yeah. your view, okay. uh, like, um, when you say, like, everything, every time gets better, mm. uh, would you say that is also because, like, the, the view of the world that God is giving to you, even though situations might not display as the best as yeah. they could be, you learn to go through that situation, make it a good situation. Make, yeah. or, or he makes it a good. He, he makes it, yeah. Because he's giving you, like, we spent the whole break here. Yeah. Like, the, the city was dead. Yeah. It's, and, and it's dead. It's it, a ghost town. People would say there's nothing to do or, yeah. man, I need to get out of here. Yeah. And a lot of people judge that situation as not yeah. good. Yeah. And But, like, since God is walking with us through those moments, we make that a good, or he makes that a good situation. He makes it good. That, that, uh, as we learn through the Bible, he allows us to take steps in those situations yeah. that, that make it better. That's so true, bro. And I, I think one reason why I think that we're also experience the goodness so much more mm. when we're in the Lord is because once we're in Jesus and in God, we learn to be content with what we have. Yeah. And then whenever something exciting happens or supernaturally happens that's that spikes you completely because you get so content with what you had i'm provided i might not have the best bed but i have a bed Mm. i might not have the best mansion that i want a day but i have a house i might not have the greatest food to eat but i have food to eat yeah you become so content with what you have then when that when god when he provides something you know just a bit better than what you have your brain explodes yeah and and that's what tops it every single time uh, it's yeah it's just yeah and i think that gives us the the right uh, idea of provision the provision of god yeah because we think provision of god let's say uh, uh tonight we don't have a meal and then we think that the provision of god is like someone knocks our door and give us a meal we, yeah. which is yeah but at the same time the provision of god is if you don't have a meal uh necessarily because you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, and we have the tendency of association the provision of god with some benefits yeah but like uh i i was driving my car and i got an accident in an accident the provision of god i didn't get hurt yeah i got hurt the provision yeah. of god you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is it, a very interesting thought and we're gonna dive into more as we go uh but yeah man it's, it's just crazy. it's just wonderful as we learn um more of god and we learn more of those things and, and our lives started being changed. And yeah, uh, I think in my life, um, if yeah. there's one light, th- your life. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> this podcast could be like an hour if we talk about we God. Uh, but uh, I think uh, through the years, one of the main things that the Lord is doing is, is just teaching me that contentment in him. Yeah. Like he, he changed my heart. And, and the view that I have of the world, mm. uh, like, because I came here first, like thinking, man, I need to get a degree, speak English, okay. and, and I'm going to make money and Jump have my family. Yeah. And the Lord changed uh, that um, to a view that, like, uh, 
uh, how can I love the Lord more? Okay. And how can I, I make sacrifices in my life to proclaim his name, to expand his kingdom? And all the anxiety and worry about like what is next or what is going to happen or how I'm going to do, how I'm going to get a job or yeah. how I'm going to make money or, or, you know, how I'm going to provide to my family back home. Yeah. Like was taken away. Yeah. Um, like he says, do not be anxious. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm learning that it's still, it's still time that, uh, yeah, uh, that, uh, it, it comes and go, but, uh, for the most part, like as more as I draw near to him, uh, we, we're just starting that series, uh, draw near, uh, to the Lord, as more as I draw near to him, more he, he show himself yeah. and, and that makes a whole difference in how I, how he allows me to live my life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely. That's through the years. Uh, the people back that knew me back home, unfortunately, like, uh, I've not been able to see them for the past four years. Uh, but just seeing a little bit from social media and yeah. from phone calls, they, know you're different. they, they realize, yeah, how, how, how different, uh, the Lord, uh, how, what did, what is the difference that the Lord is making in my life? And yeah. it's unbelievable. It's yeah. Unbelievable. That's great. No, definitely. As um, one thing you guys also would want to get used to is that we would also always refer to, you know, back home. And when we talk mm. about back home, you yeah. guys should know that we we grew up in a certain part of the world, which is South Africa and Brazil. Brazil. And uh, we both speak different languages. He speaks Portuguese and I speak Afrikaans. Portuguese, guys. <laughs> not Brazilian. No Brazilian, not Spanish. <laughs> Portuguese, please. And please forgive my English. We're going to try our best here. We're working on it. But um, yeah, so when we refer to back home, you know, we've lived different lives mm -hmm. from, from where we are right now. And the Lord has placed us here together. And by his grace, we've met and, you know, we're brothers in faith, faith, uh, lifting each other up, supporting each other yeah. and helping each other out wherever we can. So, uh, yeah, our, our lives was, was different, different. Both is, uh, it's third world country, Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Hope yeah. <laughs> I, what is South, <laughs> South Africa is a third world country. So, At least you know, we, we, we came from different political situations, mm, yeah. different economical pos uh, positions or situations, different uh, financial situations, different social circumstances. And so we've seen the good, the bad and the ugly when it comes to, you know, all this side of things Yeah. and, um, seeing, seeing the dark side and then, you know, being able to be in a country like this in, in the U S is absolutely amazing because we, we get, we realize we have so much to be grateful for, mm -hmm. so much to be thankful for, because if I look back home and I think of what I've seen back home and what people do, I realized just that, you know, being thankful is such a big part of walking this journey with mm. God and that it makes you, that's actually one of the pro processes that he uses to make us content Yeah, is to be able to be thankful for what you have now so that he can trust you with more. It's like he's saying, he's teaching you how to be faithful over the little mm -hmm. before you can be faithful over the much. So yeah, there's, there's, there's but this is a lot like yeah. we can go into yeah. depth, but I think for, for the first episode, this is this is quite good yeah and um we're looking forward to spend a lot of more time with you guys please uh give us a follow wherever you're following in following from yeah subscribe all that type of things um and yeah may the lord bless you would you want to add anything that's it that's perfect yeah just 
uh, keep in tune with us. Uh, we, we're going to have fun here. And yeah, my, you guys have a great week. And yeah, just go in us. peace. Go in peace. May the Lord bless you. May the bros go by. May, may the bros go by. There we go.